Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic, and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera, editing, and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Burchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. This is Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Kim, I'm freezing today. It is in the 40s in Florida and it's <laughs> March when we're recording this. Why is it in the 40s in Florida right now? I'm freezing. I don't know. We did a whole afternoon yesterday afternoon in Kansas City with the horses for Gestalt. Like I had a group for Gestalt yesterday afternoon and it was, I think, 38 degrees when we got to the barn and it's been in the 50s and 60s here. And so it was kind of a little shock to my system. It did warm up and was sunny. So it ended up being not too uncomfortable. But one of my clients, I asked, I sent out a thing and said, you know, dress for the weather because it's going to be a little cooler. She showed up. Actually, two of them showed up in snow pants and fully with mittens. And yes, those are my people. Scarfs on their head. Yeah. And they were prepared, let me tell you. They looked like they could have just like walked right out the door and gone down the ski slopes. And I'm there in my hoodie and jeans. <laughs> yeah. They are your people. I thought about what well, I had to walk the dogs right before we got on. And I thought about putting on my heated vest <laughs> to just to walk around the block with my dogs. <laughs> you Floridians have trouble with that. So anyway, I guess it, I guess it could be said that I'm happy to be here in the studio getting ready to record because it's heated as opposed to outside with a photo shoot right now. Because even though it's sunny out, it's too cold for me to be out shooting. <laughs> Well, you have your heated vest now. There you go. That's right. Could be better. Well, I tell you, if um, the weather moves from east to west, then we are sending you warmer weather because it's much better here today. I think it was in the like high 40s, low 50s when I was outside just a few moments ago. So wow, we'll take it. And it's very sunny and pretty here today. So hopefully that warmer weather is headed your way. Of course, it should get really warm by the time it gets to Florida. So yeah, <laughs> wonderful. We will take it. Well, what are we talking about today, Kim? Well, you know what we're talking about today is clarifying your mission. And I know that some of you who are listening to this are probably going, but I already wrote my mission statement. Why do I need to bother and come back to this? Well, here's the thing. You're a way different person today than you were when you started your business. 
I don't know about you, Kara, but the business that I started back in 1996 is not the business I own today. And part of that I think is beautiful and I'm glad of it because I don't know if I would be happy running a printing press in 2023. So everything shifts and changes your mission statement. A lot of times when we start out, we don't even know, we guess at who our customers are going to be. We guess at what our branding is going to turn out like. We just make educated, really good guesses at it. And then we get into business in two and three or five or 20 or 30 years down the road. And it doesn't look a damn thing like it did when we started out. I mean, do you see that in your own business? Yeah, I would say even if you haven't been in business since 1996, even if you've only been in business a couple of years, your thoughts around your business, your goals with your business, and the clients you serve, even the services that you provide, I am sure that things have shifted, even if it's only, if you've only been yeah. in business for a couple of years. So this is such a good activity that every business owner should do on a regular basis. It is. And if you think about it, if you were in business before COVID, I can guarantee you your business model has changed since COVID. Or if your business was born in COVID, which a lot of businesses were, now we're on the other side, knock on wood, of COVID. And now your business is going to have to shift or move as well. So it's constantly evolving because you are constantly evolving. Your customers are constantly evolving. The world is constantly evolving. Technology is shifting and changing. I mean, just think of the ramifications. You know, you and I and Phyllis were having this discussion about the impact of AI on photography. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of mission shifting with these new technologies that are out for a lot of creatives and a lot of people in the creative industry. And it's so different now than it was even just 18 months ago for so many businesses. So it's a really good practice, like Kira said, for you to pick up your mission statement probably every year and take a really good look at it and see if you can do some clarification with it or if it needs to change or move or shift a little bit in order to be better clarified and aligned with where you are in your business right now. I think if you're sitting down and you're doing your goal planning for the beginning of the new year that's coming up, there is no reason why you shouldn't also be looking at that mission statement and making sure that those two things are married and that they reflect where you need to go. I think it should just be a general part of that annual process for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Kara, we have some great things listed here for people that, so first of all, I think that it bears repeating what a mission statement is and what a good mission statement needs to reflect. And there's a great list here. Would you like to cover that? Well, sure. So a good mission statement, well, for starters, it should really reflect your brand and your values, your business values, your personal values. You should have those things reflected. It also needs to include the problem that your business is going to solve, and it needs to communicate that purpose. It needs to provide a framework that you refer back to when you're interacting on behalf of your company. And it needs to include what clients are seeking or desiring. And think about those favorite clients because those favorite clients, those people that you want to work with, that's what I'm talking about there when we're talking about what clients are seeking or desiring. And you need to know what the impact is that your business is having 
on the folks that you're working with and the world in general? Like, what is that impact? So a good mission statement should reflect all of those things to begin with. And I think that moves us into the first of our big three, which is, do you see and feel that your mission is serving your target market? Or maybe it shifted since you originally wrote it. Absolutely. So this is something that I see so much in my work with entrepreneurs, because I'm oftentimes there at the beginning, at the birth of some of these businesses, well, at least at their official birth, their initial scream into the world, let's put it that way, not their (laughs) pregnant idea, but the actually arrival (laughs) on the planet. And I watch as my clients go through this process, and it, it seems to me very repeatable, especially with my coaching clients, because what they'll do is they'll come into their business, and I'm sure this works for anybody who does any kind of service-oriented business. They have this really set notion of who they want to serve and how they want to mm-hmm. show up. And what happens is sometimes the thing that they probably have railed against the most is like the person that they've railed against the most is their target market to say, I'm not going to serve that particular group. They kind of show up anyway. And then there's this process where they start to learn to embrace those people. And then they're like, yeah, these are my people and I'm happy about it. So their original mission statement doesn't reflect who actually was drawn to that business. And they've got to kind of retool that in order to be in an alignment. Because believe it or not, guys, and I I know this sounds a little bit like maybe it could be a useless activity because like who's going to read a mission statement? But people do read them, especially if you publish them. It's a big deciding factor for sales because we have a lot of choices as consumers and a business's mission means something to us, especially a small business. So understanding that our values align with the businesses that align with us. And I think that I don't want to get into any kind of current culture or politics, but I think if you look around current culture and politics, you can see that reflected everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that that mission statement, and since this mission statement, even though you may have written it and not published it, you still carry it around with you. And remember, it provides that framework. It's like a badge. And yeah, so it's important that it be in alignment with who you're serving in your business. And the truth is, is the more we're in business, the more we figure out what we didn't know when we got started in our business. And so we now know a lot more about our customers. One year in, you're going to know a lot more. Two years in, you're going to know a lot more. Ten years in, you're going to know a lot more. Every year, you're going to develop new understandings about who your real customers are. And even if they haven't shifted, you're going to be able to refine that down and say, these are the people who I love to work with. These are the people that I'm happy to see show up at the door or on the phone or wherever you happen to meet your clients. They're the people that you know are your people and you feel comfortable with them and it feels really good to work with them. 
rather than being difficult or feeling like a trial. So your mission statement, because it is that framework for how you show up for your company in the public eye, especially, it's really important that it align, even if you're not reading it every morning or publishing it somewhere. In your heart, it needs to really align. Yeah. And this is the one to me that it's going to feel not good. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel if you're not finding your people. And this is the way that you do that is by focusing on this piece, this target market piece, and really kind of clarifying that down. And we have other episodes that can help you with that specific piece. But to me, this piece right here around your target market and how it feels to serve those people is a piece that sticks with me a lot because I do come across people sometimes that just really don't fit my mission and they don't fit my brand. And it ends up inevitably always being such an awkward relationship throughout that whole process because I didn't clarify it enough and somehow those people got weeded in and it just doesn't work. You know, we, we, we hobble our way through it, but it's just not a great fit. No, and it's where you get, I know we've talked about this before, but it's where you get bad reviews. It's where you get three and four star reviews instead of five star reviews. It's the, mm -hmm. it's all of the places that you run up against problems in your business and you just don't feel, it doesn't feel as good and it doesn't feel as yeah. easy as those other relationships are. And again, you just learn so much more about who your people are. And yeah, you can have more than one target market. And yes, it's okay if it shifts or moves. I can tell you my customers today are a lot different than the ones I started out serving. I started out serving small local businesses in a rural area. And now I serve small businesses on a national level, but the businesses that are very mission driven. Their mission is the reason that they're in business. And I guess that's not lost on this conversation either. It's it's some of us, our mission is why we're doing what we're doing. So it's important. Mm -hmm. Especially in the animal industry. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Our tribe out there definitely gets it. And it's a unique I think the animal industry makes it very defined. It's easier to define. Yeah. But definitely look for anything in your current mission statement that doesn't fit who your current target market is. Look to see if you've left anyone out. And definitely really take a hard look and say, are the people that are showing up in my business the people who I was thinking about when I wrote this mission statement? Or do I need to move and shift that? Our big three, number two, kind of falls in line with that, which is says, how does your mission statement align with how your brand has grown? Because as we get to know more about the people that we're serving, and that's really what our business is all about, we really refine what our brand is. We can really start to hone, as that Meredith said. Meredith Davis design. Meredith Davis designs. Yeah, her quote, I carry that around. And that's a really good episode to go back and listen to on branding. But Meredith said, you know, it's the conversation that people have about you when you're not in the room. And the better you become at honing that conversation, the better your brand shows up and the more aligned and the better things feel for your customers and your business. 
But here's the thing. Does that reflect in your mission statement? Do those changes and shifts and knowledge and wisdom start to show up in the mission statement? Or is your mission statement still left back there at the start of the road where you were just making educated guesses at those individuals and how your brand needed to show up for them? I'm just sitting here thinking about this one right now. And I'm thinking about how I have, I've had some really great clients this year. And this topic right now always makes me think I want to go where those clients want to be. Like I want to go in that direction and keep moving in that direction. And sometimes it's really hard to think about like, how is this person and this client that was amazing to work with that wanted the products that I wanted to offer that wanted the services that I wanted to offer versus another client that funneled into my business that wanted some different things. Maybe we weren't quite a good fit. Like, how do you identify that difference so that you can then move it forward into thinking about where do I see myself in a year? Where do I see my business in a year, five years and 10 years? So I love this activity and the idea of just, you know, really embracing that direction and moving your business forward for that ideal future. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like I will oftentimes tell people, especially when it comes to stepping into their business when they're starting out, you've got a lot Mm -hmm. to learn. And I'm sorry, but you're not always gonna be able to learn it in a classroom. You've got to learn it out here on the streets (laughs) in the school of hard knocks with the rest of us. But the thing is, is that you've got to start showing up as who you want to be not where you are. So a good entrepreneur is going to always be thinking three steps ahead. Like they want to think about how can I manage to get the clients in, attract them, make the ultimate experience for this group of people that I've gotten to know so well and continue to build my knowledge around how can I make the experience of my business, whether it's a product or a service or a nonprofit, how can I make that experience level up? And this is where you've got to start thinking about, as Kara found out, the ideal future. So how can you hone that in and start to show up in your mission statement and your branding and the way that you present yourself to the world, the way your business presents itself to the world with that ideal future in mind? And again, you're thinking three or four steps ahead of the game where you're embodying who you are going to become. And I think that that is an amazing exercise. I think that a lot of people who are willing to do that, who are willing to stretch, because I'm going to tell you it's uncomfortable, because that's, I think, sometimes where we feel like that quote unquote imposter syndrome stuff shows up in our lives, right? We're, We're really not not quite showing up as the way that we should. You know, I feel a little inauthentic and I know that, but if you're willing to risk that, if you're willing to dive deep down and believe that future is in your future and that you are capable of that, then you are going to be stepping into that future better. And aligning your mission statement, guys, is a great first step. Because it again, I'm going to go back to that statement of it's the framework of how you show up for your company on behalf of your company. Absolutely. Are we ready to move on to number three? 
Yes, I think that moves us right into number three, which is, has your personal, so this is the personal side of things, has your personal mission shifted or changed? And does your business mission encompass that shift or change that you may have had personally? Absolutely. When I think about that, that comes down to like, what's happening in your life right now? How have your values shifted over time? Or is your mission really focused on your current values? And that's where I go with that. Because life changes too, and things in your life changes, and things that are really important to you may not be as important to you now or the flip side. That's kind of where I go with that. Is Am I on the right track there, Kim? I think you are. And I'll tell you where my head goes with this or where I start to think about it is that for me, and this is something I've witnessed many, many times in myself and then also in the people that I work with, is that entrepreneurship is growth development. It's personal development. You can't grow a business and stay stagnant to where you were. It just does not work that way. Being an entrepreneur is a growth development, a human growth development activity. Being a business owner, such a good point, changes who you are. And it does make you show up differently. It asks you to consider things you've never considered, to be aware of things you would have never been aware of, to be present for things that you didn't understand when you first started off with, and to embrace, you know, who you are becoming as this individual who is changing the face of at least one target market's life. And the more that you do that, I want to say better human you become, but I think it's that you grow. And I don't think it's a better situation. I'm going to say it's just you expand. You expand yourself as an entrepreneur. And in that expansion, there are things that shift and change in you or become more crystallized. I think in some cases it's the more crystallized. For me, like my number one value is to make a difference for people. When I started my business and I I wrote my first mission statement, I don't think that was included in the proposition. I mean, I think it was included Mm -hmm. in a kind of maybe an obtuse way, but it wasn't included in a direct way. Whereas now my current mission statement and my current direction and how I show up on behalf of my company does reflect that I desperately want to make a difference for people. I desire that. I want to make sure that my clients experience that difference for themselves. And it's incredibly important to me. In the process of growing this business, I really became crystallized to me that that is my core value, that that's how I show up in the world. That's how I feel the most aligned in the world. That's how I most feel happy. It's how I most feel satisfied and like I'm successful. And so The fact that I'm aware of that, I think it was the truth all along, but the fact that I'm aware of that and now that's the framework that I show up in has made a huge difference for me. That's amazing. And I could see how that could shift over time because you start to learn as you go how you're feeling about the work that you're doing. 
and the things that are bringing yeah. you joy and happiness as you're going through the work. And I could see that being one of those things that when you start out as a business owner, you're focused on the product and the service that you're providing. But as you start to do the work, there are aspects of that that bring you the most pride, you know, that make you the proudest, yeah. that make you feel like you're really making a difference. And I could see that, how that would shift over time. You know, that what I'm identifying here that makes me the happiest in this work is that I am making a difference in people's lives. You know, I am doing that. Yeah. And so it's more than just I'm helping them start a business or I'm, you know, for me, I'm taking pictures of the animals that they love. There's that other piece of that. And sometimes it takes time as a business owner to realize and identify that and to pull that little piece out and make sure that it is added to your mission, that it becomes an important yep. active part that you incorporate into the work that you do. Absolutely. And I think it really behooves all of us to take just a few minutes, you know, even right now today, as soon as we're finished up here in this podcast, which we're getting close to being, but to sit and think mm -hmm. for a moment of how your entrepreneurial journey has changed you. Where were you when you first started and where are you now? And how much of that change is directly related to you really expanding because of your business? I don't yeah. think anybody who is an entrepreneur for very long does not experience an expansion in their own humanity in developing their business. And I love to watch this process develop in my clients and I appreciate it in my own business and life because it's so much fun to watch people step into that place where they can be completely comfortable, completely aligned with their mission, completely aligned with the client or the person in front of them and just have that amazing experience of that expanded beingness that they probably didn't have when they started off with. And now I'm getting way, way woo-woo. So I'll uh, pull that shit back in a little. <laughs> Reel it back in. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that this is such a thoughtful process and such a thoughtful episode. I'm glad that we took a moment and had this conversation today. And I hope that the folks at home are doing what you suggested, that when they hear this episode, they're having some deep thoughts and they are casting out their line and not reeling it back in that they're actually thinking about some of this stuff. So I love that. So yeah, so just a big quick reflection on the big three for today in terms of clarifying your mission. Do you feel that your mission is serving your target market or has it shifted? Most likely it has and doesn't align with how your brand has grown over the years. And has your personal mission shifted or changed? And does your mission encompass that? So taking some time to kind of think through those three things. Thank you guys for listening. For those folks who have taken the time to review and rate the show, you guys are incredible. We love you. For those of you who have hit the little follow button, that's huge for us. Thank you so much for that. And I want to take a moment, Kim and I want to invite any photographers that are listening to join us on our other show, Cowgirls with Cameras. We have a blast over there with our friend Phyllis Burchette, a Phyllis Burchette photo. And we talk all things photography. So meet us over there if you need more podcasting to listen to. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.